beauty business babe. My name is Kelly Callahan. I'm a corporate dropout turned beauty business CEO. I started my journey seven years ago with the last $2,000 in my pocket and a huge vision to succeed. Since then, I've been able to grow my small mobile spray tanning business into a half a million dollar international business. I'm here to share my knowledge so you too can create more income and have more freedom. Because if I can do it, I know that you can do it too, sis. Let's get glowing. Hey, you guys, welcome to another episode of the Beauty Business Based Podcast. This is your girl, Kelly Callahan. I'm here with Kelsey Zimmerman of the Tan Bible. I'm so excited to have you today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. So honored. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be such a good and different podcast. <laughs> no, I think it's going to be amazing. Thank you again for having me. Of course. So for those of you guys who are listening right now who do not know who Kelsey is, please let's hear about you. Do an introduction of who you are, what you do, and all that good stuff for us. Yeah. Um, so I am Kelsey. I am the founder of the Tan Bible and Best Free Tans Near Me. Um, the Tan Bible is a editorial um, website for the sunless industry full of um, reviews, news, and interviews. Um, we also have an e-commerce marketplace on there. And then Best Spray Tans Near Me is a online directory um, of spray tan artists. And we also offer a global um, spray tan artist, might I add. So we have artists from um, the US, the UK, Canada, the Bahamas, um, wow. Australia, and then we also offer um, tons of uh, resources for spray tan artists from um, coming up with like branding packages, website redesign or designs, um, content creation, social media management. We sell templates for Instagram posts for spray tan artists. So yeah. So what I loved about you was that you came out with something that was so unique and so different from anything that I've seen in the sunless industry. So I remember like reaching out to you and being like, who are you? Cause I never saw your face. I didn't know your name. All I saw was like the tan Bible and all of your stuff being reposted by people. And so <laughs> it's nice to see your face on reels. I saw a couple of your recent reels. <laughs> I know. I'm like, it's been so hard because my background, I guess to backtrack to my background is in editorial. I'm a beauty writer. I have been for the past eight years in New York city. I've written for like magazines, websites, like Allure, Teen Vogue, whatever. So I've always been a writer. And like, my thing is always like, I've always wanted to amplify and like elevate and like shine light on it used to be, you know, um, makeup artists and hairstylists. And then through all the different press appointments and like trying like different self tanners and stuff. And I was like, why? I literally remember before I started the tan Bible posting in like a self tan or like spray tan Facebook group. Like, is there like a trade resource for the sunless industry? No response, no nothing. And then as I, so I kept seeing things around. I was like, I'm going to do this. Well, also COVID happened. And then I got laid off from like literally everything. So I was like, no time like the present. So we really right. only lost <laughs> May 2020. Um, but yeah, that was the idea is that to just kind of act as a trade resource and do reviews and interviews and talk about new launches and stuff. So, but thank you for pointing that out. That was, <laughs> that yeah. was the goal. <laughs> I love that. I really do. Like, and I admire people who actually go into this with the intention of creating their own path, right? Because not just in sunless artistry, but like in all kinds of businesses, there's like this copy and paste thing. And like, people just want to be successful quick without bringing in their own creativity. And to me, I'm like, you're doing yourself such a disservice because everyone has such a unique 
thing to offer. And that's been coming up a lot for me recently is like just thinking about our industry and the beauty industry. And I'm like, every single person that I've worked with, you included, you know, Vipa from AYU, um, Kelsey from Lavish Tan, like all of these people that I work with and know have such like a unique gift to offer this industry. And I love seeing people shine in their own unique way and doing it. So thank you for being that as well. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. (laughs) I know it's not always like the easy route route, whatever, but yeah. yeah. So especially when, you know, we're in like the days where everyone is like their own brand and everyone goes viral on TikTok and whatever. And I'm like, I don't want to be my personal brand. I want to be a brand that elevates an industry. So Absolutely. So today we're going to be talking about something a little bit different, something that I have not talked about, I don't think ever publicly, but it's something that I think about a lot because I do see it in a lot of Facebook groups on Instagram, uh, Facebook pages, whatever. And I really wanted to talk about this and just maybe um, share some information that would be useful for people who are either brand new in the industry or people who are maybe dealing with this in any capacity. And so what we're going to be talking about today is business etiquette and really more specifically about social media creation, content creation, things like that. So I wrote down six different points here and Kelsey and I are going to be talking about each point and really giving you some tangible tips on really how to overcome some of these struggles that you might be having as a beauty business professional. So the first thing that we're going to be talking about is when it comes to sharing content on social media, what is the etiquette that you should be using throughout the times that you're sharing content or maybe um, screenshotting somebody's content and reusing it on your own uh, you know, website or Instagram, or maybe even taking somebody's quote and then creating something on Canva. That's the same exact quote, all of these things. So The first thing that we're going to be talking about is really what you should do in these instances where you feel inspired to share somebody's post. So Kelsey, I know you've dealt with this a lot, and I would love to hear more about you and your story when it comes to people sharing your post, because you make a ton of shareable content. Thank you so much. Yeah, I think for starters, the most important thing is if you like something, share it, like share it to your stories. Um, and then, you know, people tag me when they share it all the time, which is amazing. Um, cause that just helps, you know, a platform like mine grow even more. So that's so valued and, um, that's so important. And then from there, um, you know, I think if you want to screenshot and leave the handle, that's, that's the most important thing is if you're going to take a screenshot, leave the handle in, um, and you want to post it to your page, leave who's ever handles in there. And then, I mean, the tag is amazing. So screenshot, leave the handle tag. If you feel inspired by the content, but then you want to put it on your own branding, I think it's in good etiquette to ask the person whoever posted it, like, hey, I love this quote, or I love, you know, this um, like tip or whatever. Can I use your words? Can I put it on my own? Can I tag you? Is that okay? I think that's the best etiquette. You know, I'm not saying that if you don't ask and then you post and then tag that that's not okay. Um, but I think the best etiquette is to ask first. And then if you do put it on your own branding, a hundred thousand percent tag and say, you know, this quote is by Kelly. This, you know what I mean? I think that that is the process. I think 
Like those are like the best ways to go about it. I know it's like so easy with words. Like it's like, oh, you know, that's just like a quote, but like nine times out of 10, if you see it on someone's, especially as a sunless industry, we're so much smaller. If you see it on someone's page, those are probably their own words. So mm-hmm. at least give them a tag. Don't, don't put something on your own Canva and not give credit to where you found it. So that would be my process, I think. <laughs> Absolutely. And that, that is similar to what I would do as well. So like if I found a quote or something like that, typically I'm too lazy to go in a Canva and like redo it myself. So if I decided to share something, I would actually click on the original post, right? So say, for example, if you had a piece of content that I was like, oh, that's funny um, or relatable, I want to share it. I would go to the original account, which is yours, go to that original post that you posted. I would click on like the little um, airplane Yeah, the share icon and then repost it onto my stories. And then also on top of that, I would actually tag you as well, because if it doesn't go with our aesthetic, I won't post it on my actual feed. I'll just post it on the stories. But if I were to post it on the feed, I'd probably have, we don't normally do that. We just create our own original content. But if we were to just, you know, kind of take your words, like you said, we would have to ask you for permission, create it on Canva, and then tag you in the caption as well as on the photo. Because once I tag you on the photo, it's actually going to show up on your feed as well. Not right. the main feed. It's like, you know, part of the feed right there. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I a thousand percent agree. And I think too, just like sharing to your stories as like first step is like huge. It's huge for the person who's um, page you're sharing from. So, so yeah, no, yeah, I totally agree. I think that those are like share, ask, tag, I feel like are the basics there. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the reason why we're talking about this too, is because I know that there's a lot of newbie professionals that really don't understand like the hard work that goes into content creation, coming up with quotes, um, you know, branding everything, All of these things take time, energy, sometimes it takes money. And so we want to make sure that, you know, you are doing everything in an authentic way and um, as professionally as possible. Yeah, I feel like it's, it can be so easy to just like screenshot something and like not think about it. So it's definitely, I, I definitely think like most of the time, if someone doesn't follow these steps, it's totally just like, non-intentional yeah exactly it's like there's no um like malintent behind it yeah but I just think it's especially because you know we were talking the sunless industry is so new but and still like so small so same content kind of surfaces around but to just give a tag to like the original creator who regardless of who it is I feel like it's so important absolutely Hey, beauty business babe, it is the year of 2022 and I know you're ready to level up. I'm ready to level up with you. That is why we are creating only luxury products at xtansunless.com. If you are interested in serving your clientele with the best possible spray tanning solutions and retail products, head on over to xtansunless.com and make sure to use code podcast so you can get 15% off your first order. I can't wait to level up with you this year. So the second thing that I have on here is using your own original before and after content. So it's an accurate representation of your work. This one's huge. Yeah. I mean, if you don't have the before and afters, then just don't post before and afters yet. Like, you know, there's so many, if you need stock images and you want to show a tan on your page, like 
I mean, you can get those off of Canva. Well, so backtrack. So bottom line, I'd say don't share someone else's work, you know, on your, on your page, only do your own before and afters on your own clients. You know, if you're having trouble asking for tags or asking for before and afters, then like that's a separate conversation. But if you're looking for like stock images, Canva has a ton. There's some on Pinterest, which I feel like a good rule of thumb for Pinterest is to like, if you're going to use like a tan aesthetic picture to use one that where someone's face isn't in it. But yeah, I feel like sharing someone else's before and afters is just a flat out no, no. I mean, I personally wouldn't, what mm-hmm. do you like, would you ask or you know, I've never used anyone's before and afters because I always felt like it was in my own benefit to use my own one, because I felt like that was an accurate representation of what our work is as a salon. Right. Mm -hmm. But also whenever we get models in to do these before and afters, it always has benefited us because we were able to get the content that we want. We're able to get videos, reels, boomerangs, like photos, not only that, like some of the girls that I work with get practice, you know, if they're the ones doing it. And then aside from that, these uh, models give us exposure because then they're also posting on their page. They're telling people that we exist. They're coming back for spray tans and paying for them. You know, it has worked in our benefit in so many different ways. And plus, like, I love to create content. You know, that's something that I actually enjoy doing. So for anyone who's listening, who's like, damn, like I have a really hard time getting before and afters from paying clients. These aren't usually the people that we get these before and afters from what we typically do is uh, go on Facebook groups, local Facebook groups. So for example, there's one called Temecula Girlfriends in our community. And I'll go in there and say, Hey, we're looking for models who wants to get a free spray tan in exchange for like 45 minutes of their time. You must be available for, you know, 45 minutes to an hour. You must be comfortable getting spray tan in a black bikini and all of these things. So once we have these models come in, we have like three or four at a time and I'll have either a professional videographer with us, or if you don't have the funds to do that, just have a girlfriend come and like do boomerangs while you're spray tanning or whatever, and use all of this footage for your own uh, websites and Instagrams. And you don't have to worry about asking anyone for permission. That I feel like is so valuable and something that is definitely not talked enough because I feel like people are always like, well, you know, I don't get tagged in you know, my tans or I can't ever get good pictures. And it's like, okay, well that is, you know, a one-time investment, whether it's money or resources, whatever that, or time that you're spending um, with the models. And then you're getting all your own content that you can use, that you can put your name on and your watermark on. Uh, yeah. I think that in the way that you shared, just like offering um, three spray tans um, in terms of like getting like the modeling pictures or whatever, that's like such a small investment for something that will you can get so much content in an hour. So yeah, content and also return clients. Cause a lot of our models ended up bringing their friends or coming back, like I mentioned earlier. So it was always helpful. Yeah. That's huge. That I, yeah, I feel like that would be such a good way for some that people probably don't even think about, like, don't think about reaching out to people in the community. Um, but yeah, I feel like that's such a good way to, to get your content that you need. So, yeah. Yeah. So the next one we have is create your own copy. Don't take copy from other people's websites. This is copyright infringement. And this also goes in with like using their own photos or other people's photos or really anything that's a copy and paste version of somebody else's work. Right. Straight up 
I mean, my, <laughs> my background's in writing. So I <laughs> learned early on what plagiarism was. And yeah, you can use, I, I feel like, you know, you can use different people, people's websites or whatever you find online as inspiration, but you gotta formulate your own sentences there. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, I feel like that's just like straight up. You need to create your own copy if you need help writing, you know, hire a copywriter. I offer website services. I come up with all the copy for the people whose websites that I do. Um, yeah, if, if writing isn't your thing, then, you know, you kind of just outsource that work, but it's flat out pretty illegal to, yeah. <laughs> to plagiarize someone else's work. So, yeah. So it's, it's pretty, pretty crazy, crazy how much I've seen this happen in our industry. And again, I think it goes back to us being such a small niche community community. So I've had people I've worked with do this. I've had people who were like affiliates of our program do this. Like I've had just acquaintances or people I have no idea who they are do this. Somebody actually even used like my actual face for their spray tan training program. And mm. they're like spray tan classes here. And so I had to reach out to her and be like, dude, I'm not going to be there. Like, that's crazy. And she's like, I'm a single mom, you know, I'm just trying to make ends meet. And I'm just like, that's just not how business is done. And it was crazy. And I think it again, goes back to people just not understanding, because I don't want to think that anybody would do this with like bad intentions, but unfortunately that does exist as well. So be mindful of like what you're doing. And actually I was talking to my copywriter earlier and we did a podcast episode. So this is a really like nice piggyback to that. It's just like, be authentic, be yourself. And really that's how you are going to flourish in this industry because you have your own gifts and nobody can duplicate that. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, I've had people reach out and like ask if they can use like my wording person. I have a, um, uh, article on the tan bible and it's called like the tan commandments and it's like it's like the basic like things you know to know before and after spray tan i've had people reach out and say hey can i use this on my website link back to you yeah sure if you're giving credit yeah that's totally fine um but again i think there's that the a don't just flat out copy and paste someone else's wording if you're going to use it um link back to it and and ask for permission so the same sort of thing but yeah i feel like it's it is just such like something people just don't think about. They're like, oh, that looks good. That works for me too. Let me slap that on mine. And it's like, wait a second, you can't actually do that. Yeah. <laughs> there, you know, there's etiquette to these things. So there's actually uh, a story that I want to share. So when I just started off with the spray tan training program um, back in 2016, I believe we started a blog and, um, well, when I say we, it was actually me. Cause I was a solopreneur at the time. <laughs> I say we all the time. And I'm like, I have two interns, but other than that, like, oh, I love that. <laughs> so I was doing all of these blogs and then all of a sudden, like there was this other person who had been in the industry for 10 years, they said, and I noticed like their website had, and still does have a lot of like very similar verbiage. And like, even to like the statistics that I've shared of like how many, you know, students we've helped and all of these things. And so like, as I was looking through the website, I was like, this is so crazy that there's so many similarities. And I didn't really like know much about this person. So I was like, maybe it's a coincidence. I don't know. But I went to the blog and then on the blog, they had copy and pasted all of my blogs onto their site. 
And so when I confronted the person, she was like, no, this isn't accurate. Like you copied me. And what she actually did was backdated the blog. So that way they looked like they came out first. And I was like, I absolutely know that that's not true. So I reached out to blogger.com, which is where she hosted the blogs. And I actually got all of her blogs taken off because they were able to see the the dates and everything. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, you know, especially too, because with social media now, we're just processing and looking at so much information all the time that you don't think there's a lot, like you don't think about like how much time the person put into creating that, whether it's a blog, whether it's like an article, a how-to or what, you know, just like an Instagram post or like a tweet or something like there's a thought process. Not only is there a thought process behind it and the process of actually making it or writing it or whatever, but like the person who is producing that content is, has had years of experience that led up to producing that. Like, I just, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's just a lot that goes into it between experience and time and effort and whatever. And like, so if you see something and you like it, (laughs) then there's a way, there's a way to go about reusing it. So, or how not to, or don't reuse it. So, right. Just asking for permission, having an open conversation. And also what I would like to say too, is like, if somebody is using your tan commandments to change up the wording, because it can actually have a negative effect on SEO. I don't know if many people know that. So you want to change it up on there. So if you're going to be like copying and pasting people's work, but you shouldn't, unless you have permission to do that, then, you know, change up the copy. So that way it is unique to you. And somebody told me this, I don't know, I haven't fact checked it, but they say like 20%, like change it up at least 20%. So that way it's not like an identical version of what you have on your website. You are a thousand percent right because there is like something with like the SEO and like the page crawlers. Yes. And they pick up on like the same word. Like, I think it's like the first, like, I want to say it's like the first five words is what they pick up on or something in SEO. And if they notice like the same five words, yeah, that would probably really have an impact on your views. I need to remember, cause I remember, I remember thinking, or like having a conversation with like one of my editors in one of my past jobs. And she was like, yeah, like, cause you're supposed to, um, like link out to, uh, the source. And like, I want to say it's like the first 20 words, but if mm-hmm. the first like few words is that resource are similar then yeah, like really like page views like decline or whatever. I'm probably not being very articulate. I'm trying to remember off the top of right. my head. You said that what exactly the role was, but yeah, yeah. You're, you're right. Yeah. So it actually can have a negative impact, which I don't think, uh, again, a lot of people know. So it's yeah. good to just be aware of that. Yeah. The next thing, and this is something I see not so often, but I do see it from time to time. It's uh, don't bash your clients. I think this is like a not like it's kind of obvious not to do that. I've never done that before. And so when I do see this, it's typically like, I don't know, like, oh, this client's late again, or I don't know, just talking negatively about your clients. And even like the most recent thing, something relatable is the slap from Will Smith to Chris Rock. And like seeing like, even though (laughs) I can totally relate to this, it was uh, there was actually one really funny one where it was like you know, don't ask if I'm orange or a client to ask if I'm orange and then like a slap. Uh I don't know who did this, but I thought it was hilarious because I totally feel that in my soul, but it's not something that I feel comfortable, like sharing that on our page just because I don't want clients to ever feel like, oh man, like 
resentful or like scared to come because like, what if we're going to make fun of them if they're, you know, asking a question? I don't know. Yeah. I, it's funny that you say that. Cause I kind of thought the same thing and it was like, client, yeah, I know that. Yeah. Cause I saw a bunch like floating around. Um, yeah, I think when it comes to posting on your page and even in like Facebook groups, like, I just feel like the like bashing should just shouldn't happen. Um, I get, you know, if you're frustrated and you have to like reiterate like a cancellation policy, something like that. But even like the like joking nature of a meme such as that, I feel like as a client can be taken kind of the wrong way. Yeah, absolutely. So just, I would say, keep it off of your social media and maybe like, you know, even if it's like something that's joking, it could be found offensive. And I hate the fact that we have to like tiptoe because there's so much going on in the world that like, you know, people are very sensitive to things. Right. Um, but one thing that I would never do is, is bash my clients or make them feel uncomfortable in any way, because especially in spray tanning, like these people are coming to you and they're naked. (laughs) So like it was tried to create like a welcoming space. Yeah, no, I totally agree. This is like, I kind of have a question. I'm like related when posting, how do you feel about cancel or um, posting cancellation policies like that? Because I feel like sometimes there's a way to do it. There's a way not to do it. I feel like sometimes it can come off as like aggressive. Yes. I've seen that. Do you have um, like an opinion on that? You know, so I haven't, I can't recall a time that I've ever posted it on social media, even when people have been like, and it's funny because like, I feel like at the salon, people come in late or no show in groups. So like something's happening in the air where like three people will no show, for example. And yes, I'm frustrated. And yes, that sucks. But I always bring it around to me and taking ownership of that and radical responsibility because it's my fault for not creating boundaries for myself and my business. Right. So like, I think this is something a lot of people need to be aware of and hopefully they implement more strict policies within their business. I think that when it comes to policies, you should have it definitely written and clear on your booking system, your website. I don't know that there's that it's necessary to bring it onto social media because that's typically not where somebody's going to look for a cancellation policy. They're most likely going to look on the booking system or the website itself. So I don't post anything about it on social media. I will post it definitely like on our website or wherever the client is going to be booking. And a tip for people, if you are dealing with people that are no-showing or people that are late consistently, have policies in place and make sure you're taking their credit card. I know this could be uncomfortable for some people, but trust me, when you create these types of policies within your business, people are going to have to respect it or they're going to have to head on out. And if they head on out, they're not your people anyway. So it's okay to have these policies in place. And another thing that I want to say, this is something I actually learned in a Facebook group. I don't really recall who said this, but if somebody is late or no shows or cancels within 24 hours, one time, I believe that it's okay to move that appointment that one time instead of, you know, charging them the 50% or whatever it is, because you still want to keep their business and you don't want to leave a bad taste in their mouth. Like if they had COVID or were sick or like gotten cracks and like, you don't want them to be there, obviously. So have a little bit of leeway that first appointment, but going forward, if it's a repeat offender, then definitely charge them and don't keep on moving their, you know, appointment. Cause they're just going to abuse that. 
sorry to like, I bet I like switched it on you, but I just, because in terms of like making your client feel comfortable when they come to your page, that is like something that I see kind of often in like, it's one thing to post it, but I see like a lot of like people getting frustrated and posting yes. about it. And I'm like, just like on the other end as a client, like I think they'll be like, oh, okay, I'm sorry, but yeah. <laughs> you know, I got tire or this happened or like, cause obviously stuff happens. But yeah, I think like all around, like, you know, I, to me, your social media page and your website is what a client sees before you even open your mouth. So before right. they even walk through your door, you walk through their door if you're mobile. And so just kind of making them feel as comfortable as possible because it is such a vulnerable service. Yes. from the start is yeah so just yeah that, I would rather go to a business that is like open and welcoming and like keeps their drama and frustrations you know out of it and another thing that I actually got from Grant uh, from Happy Tans is never like react or respond when you are emotionally charged like take your time and Cause there's so many times, like I've done this where I'm like, oh my God, like this makes me so upset. And I've acted out on that and it's never been a good situation. It's always sucked ass. And I've never like, liked the way I felt doing it. So when I actually allow myself to process whatever is going on, I think about how do I take responsibility in this and how can I change going forward? Because again, I always go back to me. I'm never the victim of my circumstances. I always take that into consideration. And like, I have the control because it's my business. Right. And I agree. I, I feel like I'm kind of similar and where I'm like, okay, like text, you know, someone no showed you text your man, your girlfriend, your yeah. whoever, and complain about it there. But yeah, I feel the same, like just kind of taking breaths, circle back when you're not as heated. And then, yeah. you know, if you feel the need to post your cancellation policy, if it's a new policy you had to have come in place and just like come at it with kind of like, kindness and like a light demeanor. Right. Exactly. You wouldn't want that done to you. So it goes back to like treat others how you would want to be treated. Right. Yeah. And personally, I'm chronically late. I was telling you before we started recording, like, I don't know how I can always be like a minute or too late to zoom calls, but in my own apartment, but yeah. So I, yeah, someone, I mean, obviously like never be more than like five minutes late, but like, yeah a client is like, Oh my God. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. People are <laughs> sensitive. And you know, like some people just struggle with like being on time. I have friends like this. I get it. So the next thing I have on here kind of ties into the same thing, but it's don't bash other beauty professionals. I've seen this on Instagram. I've mainly seen it in Facebook groups and that's why the beauty business based Facebook group, we do not allow that shit to happen. So like, I don't care who it is that you're bashing, if it's a brand, a person, like whatever, I remove the comment and typically either have a conversation with that person, or we just like boot them if that's really like the only thing that they've contributed to the group. So this is insane to me because I see this so much, not only to myself, but like to other people too. And it's just like such a tacky way of being, I don't know how to explain it. Facebook groups can be tough. I feel like that's where the harshest critics are, but no, I agree. And again, that's just, that's going back to creating, like, if you're posting it on your own page, that's going back to like creating an unwelcoming place for your clients. You know, if you're posting on your story, like, oh, there's someone else in my area that did this or did that, or, you know, my competitor did this or did that, like, 
No one wants to see that. That doesn't make someone feel good about coming to you. That doesn't give off like a good vibe. Um, you know, that's not going to make someone want to book with you. You have an issue with someone, you know, I feel like just like the basics, like go to them directly, complain about it to your friends, whoever. Yeah. I just feel like it's, it just doesn't, it, it never ends. No matter how frustrated you are, it never makes you look good. So. Right. I think yeah. what you mentioned right now was like a good thing. It's just like, go directly to the source because what I see a lot of the times it's like they're a lot of people try to use Facebook groups as a means for venting or like to use it as like a customer service type of, um, place, I guess, like, Mm -hmm. you know, why did I email the so-and-so and they haven't responded? And it's just like, get on the phone with them, DM them directly, because they're really the only people that can actually help you. No one here in this forum, other than the people that you're talking about can help the situation. So I always go back to like, is this constructive? Like, is what I'm doing right now constructive? And is it giving me peace or a resolution to something? And if it's not, just don't post it. Yeah, I think it goes for like, um, what we're talking about goes for like your competitive competitors, um, you know, air quotes, people, and whether you're talking about people in your area, or if it's a brand, because a lot of times, like if you're having, say, like trouble with something like shipping or a solution, or you have questions about something like go straight to the sources, it can, you can just like formulate it as a question and then get their feedback. But posting in like a Facebook group, like, is anyone else having, you know, this turns orange or whatever the case may be, you know what I mean? Like, it, I just feel like it's never it's always going to make the other person look bad. They're defenseless in the most, you know, most nine times out of 10 because they're not seeing it or you're not, you know, tagging them. So just, and then obviously it doesn't make you look very kind and welcoming. Um, so yeah, so I think it goes towards when talking about like competition, other people, um, in the industry or brands. So there's a way to go about it. Yeah, definitely. So the last thing, and this kind of ties into the last two things is keep your personal drama outside of your business. So, um, what I've seen in the past is people use their business accounts to bring up something dramatic that happened, whether it's somebody like poaching their clients or a competitor copying them or someone doing something or, whatever the case may be, I want you guys to think from like a consumer's perspective. If I'm going to get a professional service and I see all of this drama on your business page, there's no way in hell I'm going. Like I am not going, you're actually deterring your clients from coming to you because nobody wants to go to a beauty service. That's going to be like a drama filled something. And then they don't trust that you're not going to do that to them. I a hundred percent agree. I think that goes back to the same thing. Just like, you know, you want your website, your, you know, your Google, my business page, your Instagram, your whatever speaks to your clients before you do. So you, you know, if someone's copying your work, I firsthand that's, yeah, it's annoying, but you know, deal with it directly and then don't, don't subject your clients to that. Yeah. We have enough like haters in the world. We just need to become problem solvers. And I know a lot of people have like this struggle with communication and they 
oftentimes think that like a straightforward conversation means like you're aggressive or you're a bitch or you're this or you're that, but that's not the case. Like you can resolve so many conflicts if you just have like a very straightforward manner, but a respectful manner, you know, and if something is bothering you so much where it's like copyright infringement or somebody's poaching your clients and maybe like they they used to work for you and you have a non-compete or whatever the case may be, always get legal involved. Like don't subject your audience to this because while some other drama filled people may love it and like may like feed into the drama, a lot of people that are quality clients aren't going to want to deal with that. Yeah. I 100% agree. And like, you know, we've talked about a lot here and I feel like there's, you know, don't be, everyone's going to make mistakes, especially with social media. Like it's, you know, there's so many, there's so much information always being put out. There's so many posts always being put out and like so much going on at the same time. And so you're, everyone's going to make mistakes, but I think feel like going straight forward and addressing it head on, whether it's, you know, dealing with someone poaching your clients or competitor, or, you know, you're having problems with the solution or someone's taking your content, whatever, just address it straight on. And like, I feel yeah. like it's pretty straightforward. Like, I feel like hopefully after we have this conversation, like it'll be obvious how straightforward things can be, but, but yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to also say like, I've made a shit ton of mistakes and I continue to, because I'm human. And so if you're like listening to this and you're like, fuck, like I just did all of these things, or I have done some of these things before. Don't feel bad. Take this information and feel empowered to change your decisions going forward because you have the power to do that. And now with this type of conversation and the awareness to it, like we can all do better and myself included. So I feel the same way. And that's actually what made me think that there's like one particular time where like I addressed someone like, like copying my content, whatever head on. And like, I probably wasn't as kind, like, it wasn't like aggressive, but I probably wasn't as kind as I should have been. And like, now I'm like, oh, I could have handled that better. So yes. yeah, everyone's there's, everyone's gonna make mistakes. And especially when there's that, like I said, like that added online social media aspect. I think my mom and um, hair salon, when I was growing up, she had it in like the nineties and early two thousands. And I'm like, I think sometimes it may have been easier to have a beauty business back then because yeah, yeah. you deal with the typical like cattiness in the salon, but they didn't have to deal with like the whole online aspect and whole you know, trying to come up with a brand that way and like that sort of thing. So there's, yeah, a lot of little things that you know, everyone's going to make mistakes, you know, whether you mean to or not. Um, but yeah. 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 I think this was very, very helpful. And for myself included, these are great reminders for anybody who's listening. And again, don't be hard on yourself. Give yourself some grace. You are human. It's all good. I hope that we can all just collectively do better um, because we definitely need more love, especially after everything we've been through in our lives, like 2020, 2021. And so I'm hoping that things start to just overall for everyone on this earth, just like be a little bit better by being kinder to each other and all of that good stuff. So any last words, Miss Kelsey? I just want to say thank you so much to you for having me on to the industry in general for embracing me so quickly. I feel like, like you said, like I kind of just like dropped in and <laughs> my, I have a background in spray tanning. Um, it's never been my full-time job, um, but 
I was kind of like new to the industry and was like, all right, I'm going to do this. And so many, I'm so, so I get DMs all the time. Like people just like, I love your content or this is great. Thank you so much. And I'm like, oh, thank you for (laughs) embracing me because it was, if it wasn't for, you know, people embracing and sharing my content and um, being a part of Esprit Tanzania or whatever, like I wouldn't be able to continue doing this. So I am very grateful for everyone that has supported me so far. And especially you, Kelly, thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, I just so grateful. (laughs) Yeah, if you guys haven't seen the Tan Bible on Instagram, like it is probably the account that I see the most shares of. (laughs) So like you have the most shareable content and I'm sure that you intentionally create this content so people can engage, so people can share. So if you guys are one of these people, make sure you guys tag Kelsey. You guys can check her out on Instagram at the Tan Bible. Yes, it's the underscore tan underscore Bible. If someone else has the tan Bible just straight and I'm like, they haven't posted in years. And I'm like, oh, I hate that. <laughs> I hate that. I think I had something like that happen to me a couple of years ago. I was like, why do you still have this? <laughs> yeah, it's. I think they used to do, I want to say they did reviews um, of maybe like self tanners and stuff, but it's been years. And I'm like, yeah. Can I have it back? Can I have my own name? No, at this point though, it's all branded. So, (laughs) well, thank you for being such a light in this community. And if anybody wants to get a hold of you, is Instagram the best way to do that? Yeah, um, Instagram at the underscore tan underscore Bible, and also at spray tans tans plural near me. Um, And both of those are the tanbible.com, spray tans near me.com. Yeah, shoot me a DM. I'm pretty, I'm like pretty OCD about getting rid of the notification. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll answer you. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, Kelsey, for being here. And I will see you guys on the next episode of the Beauty Business Babes podcast. I am so sad that the episode is over. But we can still connect even further. Head on over to Facebook and add yourself to the Beauty Business Babes Facebook group. We have 9,500 women from all around the world that are in the beauty industry. And I promise you, it's not like other Facebook groups. We are high vibe, energetic, and we are definitely there to help one another out. I can't wait to see you there.